Hello and welcome to the Codec Moments podcast. My name is Andy Brown at Clinical Andy on Twitter, and joining me today, Doctor Matthew Holt. Hello. Uh, also in the naughty corner, I've got two uh, two of our lovely co-correspondents. Hello, boys. It's uh, Ali Cornwolf. Hello. And Stuart Cullen. All right. So, how is everybody on this fine, fine day? Grand. Wet. It's done nothing but rain for like a week. It's shocking. Uh, A little bit too much information there. Um, (laughs) And just to let you know, we're live on Discord now. So uh, hopefully there's a a few people listening. I can see Saintly Stew, Column, uh, Ali, who's on the call as well. I think Square Freak was in there too. Uh, So we're here today to talk about E3. Yay! Yay. It's the Hooray. end of E3. Um, everything has been and gone, and it's about time that we basically summed it up between the four of us. And that's what we're going to do over the next 40, 45 minutes or so. But along the way, for our lovely live listeners, we've got some giveaway stuff, and hopefully they're prizes that they actually want. Yeah, doesn't matter if they don't want them or not, they're free. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you want them or not, you're having them. Yeah, that's the end of it. And I'm uh, not good, so you're taking them home with you. <laughs> yeah. So should we should we warm things up a little bit then in the uh, in the Discord and, and give away our first thing? Yes, let's do that, Ali. Ali, over to you because you're in charge of Discord again. Yes, I am. Yeah, I've got I've got that punishment again. Uh, so the first prize we have is a Forza Seven race suit, which is exclusive to E3. And all I need people in the Discord to do is tell me the name of the track which is famous in Belgium. Simple as that. Should be pretty easy and pretty quick. There you go. So, fastest fingers. What is the name of the the racetrack that's famous in Belgium? First one to answer gets a race suit. So, so just for the benefit of the podcast listeners who aren't able to join us live, Square Freak is asking, "What's Forza?" It's Italian and, for race, isn't it? Column. I'm going to do the accent. I know it's offensive, but I'm going to do the accent anyway. God. Just saying, Jesus. I haven't a bleeding clue. That's about me. That, 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 that wasn't very Irish. The other yeah. that was about off key. Oh, Jesus. I, I haven't a bleeding clue. And yet somehow Ali made it more offensive. <laughs> <laughs> Potato. <laughs> <laughs> That's the how we try out there. <laughs> so, uh, so well, much for fastest that. fingers. Not fastest yeah. fingers and not much for warm up. And Clearly I'm really dreading. It was, <laughs> I love how Colm writes Ali. That's in the actual thing you walked in. Yeah. Again, for listeners on the podcast, Colin has just said, I love Ali, as in a back passage. So, oh, who doesn't? Where do, you, where, do you keep, where do you keep your bins? Right. Well, there you go. Well, we, we intended that to be a, a giveaway for the people on Discord. Nobody seems to know what the racetrack is. So if you're listening to the podcast uh, and you can uh, you can tweet at Codec Moments, Moments and tell us what is the name of the famous Belgian race course and you might just win. <laughs> You'll win a 4-7 uh, motorsport race suit. So just, you know, just send us it. First person to do it wins. Shall we move on? Yeah, so the, the warm-up hasn't worked, and all right, fair enough. We get the point, actually. It is a pretty specialist prize. You've got to have an Xbox, you're going to have Forza Motorsport 7. Uh, but we do have better prizes than that. I'm not saying that one's a bad prize. And our main prize is actually a full-price recent game as well on the Xbox One. Um, we'll tell you what it is later on. But what we want you to think about on Discord right at the moment is um, that we're talking about all things E3. E3 has three words that's why it's called e3 and we want you over the course of this show to sum up e3 from this year in three words best three words summary at the end we'll get the prize so there you go tell us your e3 in three and uh, we'll pick the best one and give them a full game at the end of the uh, at the end of the podcast yes, a full game genuine full retail well say retail release it will be a download code but yes it is a full game so what did you think of e3 this year matthew you know what? A bit wet, if I'm honest, and that's not just the UK. It 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 didn't it didn't really grab me as much as previous years have. I liked a lot of the announcements. I liked uh, the future facing stuff. I think we've got a lot to be excited about, but that's like two or three years away, and it's. No, I haven't had the excitement and enthusiasm I have had in previous years. I've got to be honest. There's a couple of good highlights there, and I and I think I'm uh, 
I know what you mean. I'm enthusiastic, but I think a lot of it is also around the stuff that was announced in advance of it and that we already knew going into it and perhaps wasn't necessarily addressed during E3 anyway. Microsoft uh, made a comeback to the PS5 announcement. Yes, yep, they did. So they they put the relevant pieces in. And I think what probably ruined it slightly, and I am going to say ruined, is that we got so many announcements and so many great things that we were told about in advance yeah. that the actual shows themselves were a little anticlimactic. And one thing I had noticed this year more than others, and it was it was compounded by something I was watching on YouTube from The Escapist this week as well, the vast majority of the press conferences didn't really show gameplay. It was cutscenes, it was stories, it was representative of the final game, and they made no effort to hide anything, but they didn't show us what we'd be playing, and that's sometimes a little bit disappointing. I think that's the, you know, we're old, we're old fogies though, it's the modern way, isn't it? People, people get a glimpse of what you can see, and you go out and you, you can find the gameplay and the other bits that they've made available elsewhere more easily than perhaps we're, we're used to. I think that might well be it, but I do like to see what the games look like and how they play and learn some more and i've actually had to do quite a lot of background reading and other pieces from the specialist sites that are already there that have had the hands-on to really figure out which games i might be more interested in okay so we've brought ali and Stu in today to actually go through some of the the press events yes yeah because uh, we want their take on what they saw and what they think about it so i think ali is here now and what are you what are you going to talk about ali uh, so the first show that I'm going to speak about is the Xbox One. We'll start off with the the big guns. There is a little light dusting that we'll go through uh, with Stu for EA, because I know that was... Is that officially the first one or the unofficial first? I would have said Stadia was the first, but that's even cheaper. Well, yeah. There's a few people that jumped the gun or did stuff, but Stadia wasn't actually at E3, kind of. Oh, yeah. They were, but they weren't. Squeeze, anyway. squint. Yeah. So uh, Xbox is the is the first one we're going we're gonna to cover, with that being the, the one of the the big console guys that's there. Uh, and they had a wrath of games and showings and stuff, but I, I I agree with what Matt said. For me, it feels like a catapult that's been pulled back, but we've not let go yet to fire whatever it is you've put in that that harness. We're not. We're, a lot of the stuff in a lot of the shows, which we'll cover as we're going along, is next gen. We're I, priming for next gen in a big, big way. Yeah, I love that analogy, by the way. That That's a really good way of putting it. Yeah, so we've got all this great stuff in there, but you can't have it yet because, well, you could argue whether your equipment's good enough or not with stuff like the Pro and the X. But, you know, it it is what it is. So we saw more of Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which was pretty much a cut-down version of what was on the EA show. It looks good, though. I'll give it that. It does look very good, yeah. Apparently a few people are kicking off on social media about the fact that you can't dismember people, but it's Disney. It's you've never really seen too much of that there has been some mainly animals that have been dismembered but um well, this, this took a Skywalker. really dark turn didn't it <laughs> no it's just yeah it's just something because i think you could do it on the jedi knight games i think you could sever limbs it's There's not no blood in fairness it's not the be all and end all of a no. of a jedi game is it is the argument no that <clears throat> do we get refreshed to get to precise here but when you strike somebody with a lightsaber does it not cauterize the wound so there wouldn't there be any blood that's, that's that's an I mean, overall riding thing, isn't it? At the end of the day, dismemberment is academic. As long as you can kill all the younglings, I'm... I'm <laughs> yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> so a, a few things that have come out since then about the, the game, which I wasn't aware of until I did a bit of research and things. So it is completely single player. It is a story that's part of canon. So it does follow, you know, within the, the legacy and, and whatnot. They, they, it is free roaming if you like you can jump in your ship and go to all the different planets that you've discovered and kind of go and where you want and do what you want however your actions from what i've seen unless Stu tells me differently in a minute don't influence the end game no so the ending is the ending because it is canon so this yeah. is his, this guy's story yeah they, they announced that um that basically somebody said well you may be able to go good or dark and the guy basically shot them doing it no we're telling a story here for start yes. to finish yeah. And everybody in the audience just went, okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's a big part of Star Wars games for people is mm-hmm. the ability to thrust their stance upon the character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but because this is an actual canon character, you're really sitting there for the ride, aren't you? So, yeah. Yeah. so what, uh, what else then from the Microsoft show? 
Uh, more Gears 5. They didn't show any story mode, which was a, a conscious decision that they made. They actually showed us some of the escape mode and different bits and bobs that are coming in the new game. And for anybody that didn't see the live show, it was quite nice that the the playable demo was actually underneath the stage. And there was a bit that opened up and there were some WWE wrestlers in there ready to do the live stream and, and whatnot. So that was, that was, was quite cool. Was that a highlight for you? <laughs> wrestlers in the basement like you don't, yeah you don't normally see stuff like that do you normally you see just people like oh yeah, we're at the uh, desk but the fact that it was underneath yeah. the stage was just a bit different um and they they are one of two that i'm, uh, I'm aware of that are doing a terminator 2 crossover when oh yes. doc fate comes out yes. three technically yeah i don't know what it's going to be um whether it's just a skin or not it's going to be the T-1000 and uh, Sarah Connor was going to be a playable character in the game. Right. Cool. Which I'm uh, interested to see how they handle her. Yeah. She isn't yeah. really a young young person anymore. Not so. anymore, no. 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 Uh, we got the release date of September 20, uh, 10th of September, sorry, 2019. Yep. And it's going to be on the Game Pass Ultimate because you'll get the Ultimate Edition with it, which we'll get to shortly. Um, up next was probably one of the mic drop moments of the show. There's debate on which one of the two was a mic drop moment in different shows. Uh, but Cyberpunk uh, 2077 came out, or they, they did a, a video, and then Mr. Keanu Reeves, who's now in the game, came out. Um, and he was there chatting about the game because he's now in it. Yeah, it was a lovely little surprise was that. Um, yes. I'd argue it wasn't really a mic drop moment. It didn't make everybody go, oh, yeah, boom, we just end the show here on that. It was just a really good way of introducing him as a character. Don't know, there were a few excited people in that crowd. There was a, yeah. There was a that, few, that's yeah, a but that's ongoing... just Americans for you. Yeah. I have to say, the whole whooping and the Bethesda one was probably the worst for people just screaming at utter nonsense. But... No, but you fill a room for your fans, you expect yeah, it. Yeah, 85% of that room would have been pressed. The other 20 would have been the diehard and the wool pure blood fans. The hence why Xbox put all the fans at the front of the stage, or the fan fest winners. Yeah. Yeah. They always, they're always at the front. So was Ubisoft's always at the front, so that there's a, a wall of cheers and hurrahs so, yeah. and burns. So, so it was, whilst it was good, and, and genuinely I'm quite excited that Keanu's in it, because yeah. it stands a chance of maybe making it slightly more interesting than The Witcher. Uh, but... Um, again, hide the gameplay. Yes, there was no gameplay as such, but they did give us a release date. And we're less than a year away from it. Which is, is that April? Yeah. So, yeah, it's not necessarily a 16th, yeah. It's not necessarily a mic drop moment, but it's one of those things where you don't, these days we don't get that many celebrities coming on stage. Very true. Unless they're like, we've had a few people that are Snoop Dogg and Jimmy Fox and... Justin Bieber were doing yeah. the Battlefield tournament last year, weren't they? Yeah, so. well, yeah, moving on. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of a glimpse of Elden Ring, which is the new game from FromSoft, and George R.R. R. Martin's involved in that. But we just got a little bit of a trailer, and that was it. Yep. So that is, I would say that's 2021, maybe 2022. It's going to be a long way out, depending yep. on if yep. George and, manages to finish it. Yeah, well, fair enough, fair enough. And, and let's, so just tell me, for my benefit, actually, come on. Then Microsoft exclusives. You mentioned Gears of War. Yeah. Everything else we've talked about, the the big highlighty stuff that we're really impressed with is multi-platform. Yes. What of because we had quite a bit of debate on this in terms of Microsoft really had to bring something special to get us engaged. So what was it in this show? Second Notch Two. Good night. <laughs> they just well, Second Notch Two was a, a sign of a sign of a, a sign of because Second Notch Two was going to be a Sony game. And Tim Schafer decided to sw- switch uh, ships. So that's not selling it. Go on, try another so, one. Well, we're, are, we da- are we going to put out the heart or are we just going to dance around it for a wee bit longer? Because Oh, flight sim. Get yeah. It. Ah, right. That's yeah. it. Sold that's off. Go right buy a PC there. for that one. That's it right there. I needed yeah. the, My flight stick needed juice. That's the use right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, actually, I was quite impressed by that one. I I'll think, give it that. I think, what, I think Microsoft have been quite clever. If I'm if I'm honest, as a, I am a Microsoft fanboy, you know it is what it is. <laughs> but um, I think they have primed themselves. They know where they failed in this gen. Regardless, if you know, there's the argument with who won, but you know, Sam, Sony yeah. definitely had the upper hand. And I think that with all these studios that they've brought, they've just gone right. Let's just drip feed a few more things for this generation and focus on the next one. 
Mm. And that's where all these other studios, I think, are going to come into their own. And we're going to get a lot of games. Maybe not 2020 when the console drops. There'll be a few. But I think it will be 2021. I think next year will be a slugfest between Sony and Xbox of who's, who can outdo who. Okay. So thinking away from Microsoft then, who else publisher-wise um, did you watch? Um, so I've kind of done mine in order. So we've got Bethesda next. Okay. But wasn't quite as wacky as last year. They ate humble pie, but I was very, personally, I was impressed by the humble pie there. I didn't expect Todd Howard to come out and be so humility about him, about, it, about yeah. the fact they openly admitted we've messed up and then to announce that they're putting NPCs back into Fallout and then to pretend that year one was about you going out the vault and making it livable and stuff instead of going, yeah, guys, we made an absolute mess of this. Yeah, like you say, they, they went out and they, they ate that humble pie and they just kind of went, well, look, we messed up. We thought yeah. we could push it somewhere where either the gaming community isn't ready to go or it just failed, full mm-hmm. stop, and this is what we're doing to fix it. Yep, fair enough, that was good. What else? What else? That's Fallout 76 for anybody that's not up to that. And there's Nuclear Winter coming, which is their Battle oh, Royale mode. Poof. Well, might, might entice a few people back in to have a go. Doom Eternal, out November 22nd. No. It's amazing. I know we're not talking our predictions yet, but I got the date of that wrong, and I'm happy to be wrong with that. I want that now. Yes, yeah. That that looks really, really good. And I think it's coming out on... Is that, is that coming out on the Switch as well? Yes. From launch, yeah, they, so... they, they released the last one on the Switch. It was a bit later, but um, yeah, good to hear. But yeah, looks amazing. Same as same as the last one. Ghostwire Tokyo. I'm not too sure what what that was, but <laughs> yeah, that is a good sign of a trailer. It's the follow up for the guys that did Evil Within. So, and the woman that was on stage doing all the dancing and stuff, she was the lead designer on Okami and also Bayonetta. So she's got pedigree in herself uh, of really working on different projects that were good. So it's kind of like a nice melting pot of talent. But I expect it to be probably what Hawkeye did in the Avengers when they found him in Japan. Because the guy in okay. the trailer looked a lot like Ronan. Uh, I, I don't um, know. I got a completely different vibe from from it. I thought it was one of the more interesting games I wasn't aware of going into the conference. Yeah, I had more of a Blade Runner feel, personally. I think it'll maybe try and bridge the gap between like, you know, how Project Zero used to do the thing with the camera mm. yeah. and the kind of ghosts and stuff and spectres. There'll, there'll be some interesting gameplay around about the spectorial thing. You'll have a special sword or something. Poss- possibly. To, to fight them. It was a bit. Yeah. Um, it was a bit vanilla sky with everybody despairing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. So, did Bethesda throw us anything that we could be properly excited about? Maybe Orion, which has got nothing really to do with a game that you can play, but more streaming stuff, which is they're hoping to strengthen the streaming services that are coming. But other than that, personally, no, there's Deathloop, which I know a lot of people are excited about. Well, it's from Arcane, isn't it? Yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, probably need to see a little bit more personally. Yeah, you guys seem a little bit more excited about it than me, if I'm honest. <laughs> From our little chat in the green room. <laughs> well, I think the you know you've got the the developer of Dishonored bringing that kind of open ended gameplay to what could be uh, an interesting, well, I won't say unique narrative because there's a couple of games as, as Stu mentioned earlier that are coming out in that kind of messing about with time, but uh, it sounds good. Yeah, it, uh, with simple fact, you know, you can't die. It could be a really fun multiplayer because obviously it's about these two assassins that are trapped on an island and they take the only way to survive. What happens is once they die, they restart it all again. So if you think about it, that's perfect for you for what will end up multiplayer, like journey style multiplayer where you don't actually know the person you're fighting. And each yeah. encounter is a totally different standoff between different players and when you die, you just get took back to that instance and put in with a brand new character, a brand new player when the, is the other guy fighting you. Or a, or a multiplayer roguelike. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, more on that would be nice. Okay. Thank you very much, boys. So, where are we now? Are we, uh, are we giving away some more stuff? I think we should head to Discord and give something away, definitely. Yes, why not? So, uh, just a few comments from our, our lovely listeners that have been listening so far. Uh, Column seems very excited about Jedi Fallen Order. Stu 
endorses Keanu turning up on stage. I think I think that's his suggestion for his E3 and 3. Um, lovely, oh, lovely Discord listeners. Um, hold your E3 and 3 until the end, or it might just blow little Ali's mind. Yes, it will. Uh, Stu's uh, column, again, has mentioned about the Game Pass Ultimate, which we kind of glossed over, but basically Xbox are now doing a pass, which covers Xbox Live, Game Pass, and because you get two of them in one, you get the PC version of it free, which is the Ultimate mm. side of things. Right. Which is quite nice. And Colm's asking if PS5 will come out before the Xbox. They'll both come out on the same day. Correct. Uh, a week apart. No, it'd be a week apart, same as last time. Because uh, if not, shops will just not Implode. Cope. Yeah. But who buys for brick and mortar anymore? <gasps> right. So Let's give days. something away. That's some great contribution. Somebody deserves to win something. Yes. Um, I believe for this, they only need a PS4. It doesn't matter whether they've got the game or not. So take it away. So the the next game we're giving away, or, or item we're giving away, is the Blood and Truth art book and soundtrack. And all we need to know is, is the aim controllers compatible with this game? First person to answer. Yes. Is that what? What? That's not the answer. I'm sorry. You're out of the game. Fat Mad Scoop Crooked Ten. Right. So, so, is, so are the aim controllers compatible with Blood and Truth, the VR game? Non-live listeners, you could be in with a prize. Again. <laughs> well, we've got an answer, but is it right? Let's go over to question corner. How are you doing, guys? Alan? Is that answer of yes correct? Try again. <laughs> Does not count. <laughs> okay, so if, uh, if anybody can work out the binary complexities of what Ali's just said, then uh, you might have yourself this sound. Column's one. There we go. Well done, Column. It was 50 50. You chose the wrong 50. You chose poorly. Okay. I, yeah, you may have got it wrong once, but go on then. You can have a digital art book and soundtrack. All prizes will be issued out after the show. Okay, so Stu, talk about your uh, the the press events that you were looking at. Um, yeah, um, I'll, I'll take the other side of the coin. Um, Ubisoft, those good old French boys, it was a real mixed bag because um, yeah, Splinter Cell never showed up. <laughs> do you think that'll be a next gen? Why you've touched uh, on it? Do you think that's going to be next gen? I, I think it becomes an urban legend, and they just tease it because he, he seems so to be often. appearing up on all sorts of like mobile games and stuff. And it's like, can you not just Give us a game, please. Yeah, it's a it's a strange, strange one. But their show was kind of fifty percent. What's happening now? We updates to things like For Honor, Rainbow Six. Yep. Yeah. Fifty percent, twenty five percent the future, and the rest the kind of just dance and stuff for the world stuff that nobody really guess really bothers about. Um, the marquee thing for them, I would say, was Watch Dogs. Legion, which I think, personally, I think it's fell into the trap Watch Dogs 1 did in that it showed us an amazing trailer and the end product ain't going to look nothing like it. Do you think, so since you've touched on that, because I, I had a feeling you'd bring it yeah. up, do you think a lot of the stuff that we're seeing gameplay-wise, like with Legion, do you think that's running on next-gen and that's how they're going to get there? Uh, it's probably running on uber, super, super, duper, super, duper PCs. Yeah. Because that's what Mace chose, though, you know. Yeah. But do you think that's how they're going to get around that? Look, it's it's been downgraded because you're on current gen, but when the next <laughs> one's come out, there's going to be an upgrade and it'll look even better? Or do you think it looks too good oh, to be true? It comes out in March, so it's like, it's a fair big gap between then and the end true. of the year. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, but it looks, it really looks good. I really like the idea. The fact you build your dead sex cell now. Uh, yeah. It could be ex spies, grannies, yeah, bebop people, bebop people. Yeah. Um, it's a real cool idea. And obviously, set in London, it's a bit more relatable than, say, something else. I think it's also incredibly fair to say there's been something of a tonal shift in the Watchdog series. Just slightly, <laughs> just very slightly yeah. since Watch Dogs, which did, uh, you know, Aiden Pierce took himself rather seriously um, through Watch Dogs 2, and Legion looks like it could actually be a lot of fun. And they've looked like they've also brought on board the swearing writer for the getaway. Hmm. It's, yeah. it's almost as if they've they've just been looking at Saints Row 3 and thought, what elements of this can we bring into the Watch Dogs universe? <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Yeah. 
definitely. It's it, it, I like the like you say the 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 fact that you can build your own. Well, everyone's part of Death, Dead Sec if they want to be part of it. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. You yeah. you recruit your you recruit your team and stuff, you know. Yeah. So one of the things I said to Matt and Ali before was it would be interesting with the different characters as you recruit them, and and I think part of this was seen with Ethel. Was it Ethel the the old lady? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, as she hobbles along, it would be nice if the different characters had different stats, different abilities, different things. Well, that's things. what they've, they've said that everybody's got their own, their own backstory. Yeah. But yeah. even even like physical limitations. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So like yeah. you, they could um kind of go crazy with it. Stuff. You could have one character, you know, who who just doesn't want to kill people, so you won't be able to pull the trigger. I don't know, but so he uses his tennis ball on a rope. Yeah, or, or non-lethal, <laughs> non-lethal stealth. But do you think you'll be able to control someone that's in a wheelchair? Because that'd be brilliant, just tazzing mm. around the streets of London. I don't know. Oh man, it's possible, but I don't. I think that may be a step too far. Oh. I'm with I you. I'm with you on that, Stu. That that seems a little bit. Yeah, that's glossing. a very particular desire. Is that one glossing over <laughs> Ali's fantasies? <laughs> so what? What else have you got from Ubisoft? Ghost Recon was probably the, the kind of. Ghost Recon is Breakpoint is kind of this game that there's so much known about, but it's it's kind of it's just it's weird how every time they come out, there's always new wee details added to it. Obviously, bad big bad guy, the Punisher, come out and talk to us with his dog, woof woof, um, yep. who seems to be loving his role. And the big reveal at that one was that AI companions are coming back to the game, which I'll be honest, I kind of thought they were in it anyway. Well, yes, but are, yeah. <laughs> but it's kind of like, well, by the way, you now have your AI characters. Is it because so, you can control them and tell them what to do a bit more? I don't, I don't know. I think it was just a case of they must have said prior that it was just every character's a character and people must have got worried and took the hump and stuff, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was a kind of. A big, ooh. and that's the other game that's getting a Terminator Two crossover or Terminator Dark yeah. Fate crossover. Yeah, there's going to be some Terminator thing in it. I don't know. Oh, considering oh, the islands about making robots, they're making drones and tanks. It, it's a bit more in the realms of possibility. He says that his gears of war his robots anyway in the fight, yeah. but it's it's a kind of it'll be something to do with that. You'll run into a factory and there'll be T one thousand T eight hundred production line. Yeah, yeah, or something like that, and there'll be one factory and you yeah. blow it up, and that'll be it. Yeah. Oh, Job done. Then next, Ubisoft. That's uh, right. Uh, the new, there's a new, well, a new, the, the Rainbow Six Quarantine. infected mode is getting made into oh, yes. a standalone game, which is quite a nice thing. That was actually but, quite fun when it was up for that, like, three days that they did it. Yeah, well, you can tell that was a pure <laughs> test of water thing. Yeah. Is that the three-player uh, PvE? Yeah. Yeah, yes. yeah. It, was, it yeah, wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. We had, we had a quick go of it. It was pretty good. Yeah. We, <laughs> but, containment, I think it was called. Or can, yeah. Something like that. But interesting that there was no Assassin's Creed. There was no yeah. Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones was said to not be being shown prior to the show, so it was it was the buffer that. Maybe um, on Good and Evil. Creed, but Good and Good and Evil was also told that it was not getting shown. Yeah. No, no, show. no Splinter Cell. Yeah, well, Splinter Cell was teased like a mother, like a mother before the show because they even had that tweet with the guy that's like, "I'm here with the guy that did the crew," and, oh, and you're like, "Oh, no, 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 no." For Honor gets showing stuff. I don't know. For Honor is one of these games that I wish I got into, but I didn't. And I'm like, there must be a community. There must really be a community behind that game because for what I see, that it is Rainbow Six of Swords and Shields by the looks of it because it's getting as many updates and stuff as. Yeah, Rainbow does, you know. No, yeah. no it is. It's massively supported. You still play it, don't you, Ali? Whenever I've been on it, I've not struggled to get a game, that's for sure. Okay. So Ubisoft, um, actually relatively safe this year. They didn't do the wacky stage show stuff. Um, the only thing that is a bit cheeky is the Uplay Plus subscription. Yes. Oh, yeah. Which, if is to be believed, is going to be on Stadia as well as the PC and stuff like that. But the thing about Stadia is... It's an extra subscription on top of your Stadia subscription. But then isn't, you know, you could say the same about EA Access uh, on top yeah. of your uh, Microsoft. Yeah. But it depends on the it, pricing point, doesn't it? If it's an extra yeah, well, it's 15, pounds, it's 15 quid a month for you. Uh, I think it's $14.99. So, and I know Stadia is only 
nine and a bit dollars. So it's like a five or more just to have access to Ubi games. But the flip side is, unlike Games Pass and stuff, is is you get the whole cake when you download it. So you'll get all the Rainbow Six, all the operators, all the maps, blah, blah, blah. You'll get all Assassin's Creed. Oh, so all the DLC. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's the complete package yeah. you get. So I'd argue that's maybe worth worth the money. I suppose it also depends on, on how new the games they bring into it are as well. I think it'll be. A g- I think for what I saw and what they were saying, it's kind of going to be in the same league as Games Pass, the kind of yeah. yeah. data launch material. So skipping away from Ubisoft, what? Um, which other publisher caught your eye? Square was good. Square Enix, because I forgot all about that. I, I was going to mention that one, and I remember because Square Enix is arguably that's fine. Or it is, Talk about Square. Square Square has had the most talked about game at the show, for- which. Is the Avengers? Oh, okay. I thought because you were going to say Final Fantasy VII then. No, well, I thought that as well. But the stats came out the day about the traffic and what was. I think it's like one point six million conversations were used the Avengers nice. uh, over the three weekend. Um, and I think it's all because people get the rugged. Well, people are entitled and they think they're entitled. So when people go, "We're doing an Avengers game," they all think oh, it's going to have Robbie Downey Jr. It's going to have Chris Hemsworth. I know, it's going yeah. to. Yeah. And what's happened is Crystal Dynamic has basically took the, the Avengers and done the right thing and, and done their own, I mean, their own take on it, and it's nothing to do with the cinematic universe, yeah. and it caused an absolute uproar. Everybody kicked out to the point where when the reveal trailer came out, I went, "That's no one North is Iron Man, must be." And then after that, they went, "Here's our Avengers," and it was like no one North, Troy Baker, yeah, I mean all the all the usual suspects. And you're like superb, but a lot of people, a lot of people are unhappy. So with just that. just to put my comic fanboy hat on for a second and and play devil's advocate, do you think part of the problem could be that it it maybe doesn't have the polish and the maybe the love for the source material that something like Spider Man clearly showed when that was first debuted? I, I think it's suffering from the issue that they didn't show the gameplay. They stuck. Well, no, they kind of did. See when you see when you watch the trailer, you can see game sections. It was in game engine, but it, it wasn't really truly okay. representative. I think they talked an awful lot around it, and I liked what they said. I, I'm more interested in it now than I was when we talked about it previously. When we thought it was just going to be Destiny with Avengers, I'm more interested now that a proper single player or multiplayer. You get the choice, and the persistent free content, new areas, new characters, they're going to build. It sounds like a really decent idea, but I don't know what it plays like, and I think that's one of the biggest challenges that they've got, that they've shown a cinematic which doesn't have the major celebrities in it that people were Mm -hmm. expecting, and and so they're getting slated, but I don't think it's necessarily looking bad. Going back to Andy's point, though, about the fact that people were okay with Spider-Man, I think the reason why people are a little bit more off with the Marvel people is is mainly because Spider-Man has that many iterations on screen that I think mm. as long as it gets the 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 Spider-Man ethos is of himself through they don't care what he looks like it could be Miles Morales it could be anybody because we've had that many iterations of people playing those different characters and I think the problem is is because a lot of people, you say Tony Stark, you say Robert Downey Jr., and a lot of them look like what they look like in the comics and, and different things. Tony Stark has the, the weird beard and, you know, different things like that. And I think that's where people can't kind of associate or deassociate themselves from the films and go to the comics because they, they look fine to me. They are what they yeah, are. That's the thing. At the end of the day, I think it's a case of they've produced a, a, what looks like a reasonable product based on a, a well-known series and it is literally that thing because it was announced before it was it's two years ago it was announced I think a lot of people instantly thought it was going to be like a connected to the movies yeah. you know what I mean yeah. and at the end of the day it's just it's, it's going to be a hard pill to swallow but it shouldn't be because it's a whole take on it's, a, it's like to put it in context it's like a comic book Yeah, each comic book is a different telling of the story a different a different artist, different story writers, different everything. So, like, story to story is different. That's how comics work, and that's how this should be seen. I just think at the end of the day, it's a bit of a shame that it got the reaction it did out of yeah. people when it, it, no, when it shouldn't. And uh, and that draws to the close, the end of our Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Um, 
We've got a bit of a tangent there. So let's pull it back on track. Um, anything else from Square Enix which isn't Final Fantasy VII? Because face it, we're never going to see the end of that game. Final well, Fantasy VIII. I don't think, I don't think uh, well, that was the thing. It was basically a lot of remakes, rehashes, and re-releases re, uh, of a lot of RPGs. But I think the Avengers was really the only thing they had that wasn't of a JRPG stance. Yep. Yeah, if I can remember correctly. Right, okay. I think it's time to give something else away. Yes. What have we got, okay. Ali? Um, so the next one is a code for the Outer Wilds. And all I want to know is where is the Outer Wilds based? Okay, so uh, where is the Outer Wilds based? Uh, if you know the answer to that. In... <laughs> 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 so God, our, some, good answers, some good answers on the Discord there. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, Dublin, I particularly like. Uh, dear. So this is, this is a full Xbox game, The Outer Wilds. If anybody can tell us where it is based, you might win a copy. Hey, hey, there, there, we there, go. there you go. Well done, Square Freak. Base. So congratulations. Don't, don't <laughs> no, Kev's not in it. So congratulations, Square Freak. We'll send you a code over and uh, you can see if it works. You know, Let's just try it. And if you get a game, great. If you don't... Um, We'll, we'll yeah, give it to whoever you want. So, what was your favourite thing you saw then, Matt? A favourite game that I saw? Well, I'm being really torn because there's a game that I saw that I really liked and thought, yeah, I'm definitely playing that. And there's a game that I read about that I haven't seen any of the gameplay footage on, but I've gone, damn, I want that. And it's Control. Oh! Yeah. Because it just got described of it's like playing a David Lynch film. <laughs> And I went, yeah, I'm in. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like something you just need to experience. And I think that's something that really appealed to me. Just It, do, it doesn't seem like it'd be boxed in a particular genre. Although there's going to be combat and things like that. And it, it, it sounds nuts. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm bought in on that, actually. I, I like something different. Well, personally, I was going to say Deathloop and then... Watch Dogs Legion happened, and you know I'm a sucker for an Ubisoft game. Well, that's very true. I can't <laughs> help it. Um, yeah, looking at the gameplay videos of that and some of the stuff they they've done around it with the what was it the the Legion University thing? Yeah, the Legion 101. I'm I'm quite excited to play that. I'm I'm with you actually. I, I did think it it looked very very nice. Ali, what about yourself? I'm torn between Star Wars and Marvel, <laughs> the two loves of my life. Other than Marvel, it's, it's a good position to be be in, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, um, I kind, I, I'm gonna have to go with Star Wars just because we've seen more of it, and I roughly know how it's going to play. And we've seen, I think it's 15 minutes worth of gameplay. But I am very excited for the for the Marvel stuff and the fact that they've announced the fact that there's no season passes, everything's free. They're going to expand on it. There's going to be more missions more superheroes and things does excite me. But like Matt was saying, we've not really seen that much of it other than a yeah. cinematic thing. So it'll have to be Star Wars for me. The fact that you can force pull someone onto your lightsaber, quality. <laughs> um, okay, and Stu? Oh, it's got to be Animal Crossing, New Horizon. No, it's not. Um, <laughs> Whenever that comes out. Oh, uh, soon, March the 20th. Um, so, uh, oh, Halo me- on this generation of console. <laughs> yeah, and not 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 announced until after you've seen the presentation. And by the way, this is spoiled on Scarlet. And then at the end, in the pre-press thing, they're like, "Yeah, it's going to be on this gen as well." But don't tell anybody. We'll no oh, sell okay. new machine. We'll no sell machine new machines that way. To be fair, when they put the teaser out before, it did say on Xbox One and PC. So I mean, it was it was mm. pretty clear it was going to be coming on this gen. But it was the fact that what we saw was running on Scarlet. That's what. Oh yeah, it. no, I, I get that totally, but. You know, but they had they had put stuff out before you know before E3 that made it clear it would be on Xbox One. Cheeky, I would probably go. If, Halo would be my first choice, but I would have went curveball and said the Diablo inspired uh, Dark Siders game. Cause oh I yes, really that was fun. that was something that threw out of a sort of nowhere. Because it's it's not main canon, it's famine. So it's him, him and War, I think, or you can play as War as in like your co-op partner, but it's. A spin-off in a Diablo-esque world. Yeah. Looks fun. Ah. And Ali, is there anybody on Discord uh, highlighting the games of their choice? Yes. Yeah, so 
Stu said uh, Breath of the Wild 2, which, yes, I, I oh, would agree yeah, with that. Actually, yeah. We've not seen anything again, so I can't get excited about it. Well, something. a tiny wee trailer. Yeah, but that was it. There's a lot of speculation that Zelda's going to be a playable character because they've done something with her hair. I seem to remember reading on Twitter and I was like, okay. oh, okay, yeah, right. A fantastic <laughs> extrapolation there. Yeah. Uh, Stu also said Cadence, I think that is, uh, Hyrule. That's the, is that the rhythm action game? Is that the, yeah, the, that's... the Legend of Zelda rhythm action game? <laughs> that's the game, if you read the description on the store, you know it's the game you're buying and not the other game. Yeah, not <laughs> the other game, yeah. <laughs> For some Column. unbeknown reason, Colm has said Witcher 3 on the Switch, yeah. which, yes, is amazing, but I don't know why he's such a sucker for games that take him four years to complete. Well, it's either that or he's buying games that are the games that they're meant to be. Well, yeah. If Colm can finish The Witcher 3 in the first month of its release, we'll let him have it as an unfinished business, even though he's already finished it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he also mentioned Luigi's Mansion 3, which, yep, does Go look Luigi. good. Yep. Uh, Square Freak has said Borderlands 3. And uh, well, yeah. And and I do actually want an answer from Square Freak on this one. Has he already downloaded the Borderlands 2 DLC oh, as yeah, the prequel course, piece yeah. to, and played it yet? Because yeah. I've downloaded it, but I've not played it. Yeah, that and was, that was quite to. nice. Uh, and he's also said Final Fantasy, the MMORPG uh, Shadowbringers, which is due out later this year, I think. Nice. Cool. I, I'm going to chuck one more in as well because, you know, I'm sat in front of Mike, so I'm going to be sneaky. Do it. The next Nazi zombie army game. Oh, Zombie Army 4. Mm. Oh, yeah. yes. Uh, I just we, like shooting zombies in slow motion with bullets. We had a lot of fun with Trilogy. We did. Yeah. In, in, fantastic in co-op. And this looks like, well, it's it's basically going to be the next installment, but in the latest Sniper Elite engine, I'm assuming. Oh, Sniper Elite VR. That yeah. looks even better. Huh. It does that, and that actually uses the aim control, and it does use the aim controller. Yes, it looks very good. Um, so yeah, the, yeah, I like those. If I can go off script, has anybody got any disappointments? The general uh, lack of gameplay. Well, yeah, I was just going to say, <laughs> just the event was the event as a whole was a bit of a. Um, I don't know, and I don't know whether you guys will agree on this, but it felt like it might be a little bit of a turning point where the show itself is losing a bit of relevance for news. And for new announcements, moving yeah. towards the consumer. Yeah. yeah, I think that the um, I think that the there was a lot of things that weren't shown that could have been like John Romero's got this gangster game that's coming out that was shown very quickly at one of the shows. Can't remember if it was a PC game or one or no. And that game, I've I've been looking into that pre uh, post show, um, and it looks really really interesting. Do you know what I mean? Um, and stuff like that. So I kind of was hoping for more stuff like that to get a, a bit more screen time. You know, um, having not had the big Sony there. You know yeah. what I mean? The, the big Sony. The biggest thing is is the fact that, like I said at the start of the show, is that there's there's too much stuff geared towards next gen, the next lot of consoles. And I think, although a lot of people have slammed Sony for not going, they've just gone. Well, we're focusing on that. So what's the point in being there? Because all they'd have done is pretty much regurgitated a lot of the stuff that Xbox have done. This is yeah. coming, you know, an X God of War, blah, 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 blah. But you can't play it till 2020, 2021. But this is what we've got in line for the next generation. Yeah. And I think that's why it's felt a bit flat because we're, you know, it's going to be an, an expensive 2020, early 2021. And I think that's where a lot of it's going. Yeah, good okay. point. Anyone, uh, anyone on Discord Alley with uh, their thoughts on the show? Stu said Empire of Sin. I think that's, that's John Romero. That's the no, that's the John Romero game. Oh, okay. Um, and there was another disappointment somewhere. Column who said uh, Dungeon Siege Three Remastered. Oh, not seeing anything about that. And uh, I think Column's made an interesting point actually about saying that the he can see all the big boys doing their own directs in the future. The question is really is how soon are we going to be till Sony does our next one? Do you know what I mean? Because are we going to get a Sony one it, within the next two weeks? It's normally Which, it's normally September October though, isn't it? They, I think well, Sony's been doing these accesses yeah. every by month. Is, well, I thought it was like quarterly that they were going to do them, but but we'll see. We'll, we'll see the Nintendo Direct. I won't be surprised if Microsoft start putting out um, more information in more timely fashion because I think they've all realised there's no point waiting until once a year anymore. You can mm. you can access your consumer base at any time, so why not? Yeah. Well, Sony, Microsoft did the ID Xbox video thing, which is really good because it showcases the indie stuff they're working yeah. on, you know. So yeah, oh, and the Xbox event is in the London this year, which would be nice. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Don't expect a new machine there, but no chance. Oh, no. Don't imagine it. So I think that fair enough. That sums up our thoughts on E3 this year. None of us are absolutely blown away, but there are things to look forward to, and there's definitely a lot of titles we're going to end up picking up in 12, 18 months' time. However, we actually have a little bit more E3 content to go through, don't we, Mr. Brown? We do, yeah, we do. We thought, in the spirit of the fact there have been a lot of games announced, um, some of them have flown a bit under the radar, we thought we'd do a little quiz for you, boys. Ooh. Ooh. The quiz is very simple. I'm going to name a title of something, and I need you to tell me if it's a game that was announced at E3, Ooh. or if it's a Hammer Horror film title. <laughs> Seeing as Ali's here from Film Guff. Hey, yeah, but I, I don't do horror. So... I also thought it gives us an opportunity to do a catchy name. So the quiz is called... Stop. Hammer time! <laughs> Something's got too much time. So uh, should we should we kick off? Who's, who wants to go first? Uh, Mr. Cullen, so you're going Steve, first. you can go first. <laughs> okay. Okay, The Damned. Uh, the little movie. Yeah, it's a 1963 Hammer Horror film. No help from Discord. <laughs> uh, Ali. Moon Zero Two. Game. No, that's also a Hammer Horror film. It's from 1969. Stuart. The Curious Tale of the Stolen Pets. A game. Yeah, it is a VR puzzler from Fast Travel Games. Ali. Captain Kronos. Game. No, it's a Hammer Horror film from 1974. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Stuart, Spaceways. Game. No, unfortunately, that is another Hammer Horror film from 1953. Ali, Rollable Champions. Game. Yeah, it's a brand new free-to-play sports PvP from Ubisoft that looks like the love child of Rocket League and Splatoon, I think, when you when you give Brown. it a glance. Yeah. Wow. Because Roller Derby's hot right now. <laughs> is it? Well, yeah, it's in, in, in certain circles. Okay, good to know. Uh, let's go with Stuart Bleeding Edge. That's a game. It is. It's, uh, it's uh, Ninja Theory's new thing. team-based brawler. Yeah, Overwatch killer. Ali, should we go for the last one? Yeah, last yeah. one. Uh, Midnight Ghost Hunt. Film. It's a game. No, it's a game, yeah. It's, it's basically, uh, it looks like uh, Spies versus Mercs set in a spooky mansion. Yeah, cool. I, I, I'm sorry, just just a second. Can you can you hear that? It's a film podcast co-host in Doncaster screaming disappointment. <laughs> yeah, he's thrown his Hammer horror movies. No, at he, all. he won't be in disappointment because he knows I don't do horror, so he'll just be. Was, was that in the job vacancies of podcast hosts? Movie co-host. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. That was. And I think it was, uh, th- I think it was three points to Stu and one point to Ali. So well yeah. done, Stu. You win the Forza 73 race. Yes. Yeah, good work. Well done. I can put it with other three that are hanging up in my room right now. <laughs> uh, so I know that prize is still available to podcast ah. listeners. Raspberries. Okay, right. So where does that leave us, Doctor? It, it leaves us with the big prize. It Mr. Cornwall, will you approach... Discord. <laughs> you approach the bench. Well, it, it depends. Well, it depends on what you want me to do because I, I did get three answers not long after you mentioned it, which I did copy into our show notes. Well, the, you were going to pick the best one, your most favourite one. That's what you were going to do. I think there's been quite a few since then as well because I've yeah. seen one that I really liked, um, but <laughs> I don't know. Although or... there is the, there is that danger that anybody who just used a three word sentence, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Really true. Or we could just say starting from now. Give us your three right, words. Yeah, so yes, the guys on Discord uh, listening to this, you pick your favourite three-word one that you've put through the course of this show and whack it up there. And do it in the next <laughs> 20 seconds, and then we will pick a winner. My favourite has just appeared. In the meantime, uh, I'll give you a musical interlude. Fat Mad Scoop Crooked Clan. <laughs> Somebody's okay. just in a seizure. Quack. Ali? Give Hello? us the winner, please. The winner is Saintly Stewart with Keanu Dog Switcher. Yeah. Which was, one. in fairness, was closely followed by Keanu in Dorsey's Crunch. I particularly like that. Yes. <laughs> so there you go. Congratulations he's to it on Stu. He's not got an Xbox. 
It doesn't matter. You are getting it. Yeah. yeah he doesn't honest. even know what he's wrong. We haven't told anybody what the game is. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. So what is the game? Don't tell. What is the game? The game is Team Sonic Racing on the Xbox. Woo. Woo. Yay. Okay. Let's try that on three with more enthusiasm. One, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. I hope that didn't wake my daughter up. So thank you very much to joining us uh, on this second live adventure this year. Yeah. Our next live adventure, we will confirm or deny later on, but we think it's probably going to be our birthday podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in July, yeah. So we're not too far away from that. We'll figure out some content for that. Maybe it'll be a little bit more organised. Yeah, we said that last time, so I'm not... Yeah, I, think, I feel we're more organised this time. We pressed record this time. We, we did, didn't we? The red, big button, yep, red. Yep, yep. I mean, after, after last time that shambles of not pressing record, I went out and found the piece of equipment with the largest record button I could possibly find. So yeah, we're covered. No, no mistake in that one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thanks for joining us on Discord and uh, helping out and assisting and making this fun for us. Ali, thank you for curating Discord. It's been good. Yeah, no, it's always a pleasure. Stu, thanks for coming along and giving us your thoughts. We always appreciate that. As always, a joy. Joy and a pleasure. And... For the standard podcast listeners, we wish you could have joined us live, but um, if you can't and you listen to this offline, just let us know what you think um, and if you enjoyed the show. And we'll be back in about a week or so. Remember, you can still win that race suit. Yes, don't forget the race suit. Yeah, all you have to do is the the famous tracking spa. It's not hard. Anyway, I'm going to go and uh, chill out my spa. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go and uh, buy some supplies at spa. I'm going to go and buy some spurs from I'd, the back of my shoes. Oh, no, there's me thinking you were going to go and play with your Spartan. Anyway, <laughs> it's time to go. Thank shots. you, everyone. And good night. Catches. Yeah,